With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the BS in Denver podcast network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world. And if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of BSN Denver, but they are real, and they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show.
And it is my honor and pleasure to bring on my Buffalo and Bronco brother, uh, Mr. Phil Lindsay here. I'm McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network from Six Zero Studios here at Six Zero Strength. Check out SixZeroStrength.com. It is truly the bridge. Uh, Phil and I have done a lot of work in this room on that board getting ready for the NFL, and it's obviously paid off. Uh, number 30 uh, on the field for your Denver Broncos, Mr. Phil Lindsay joins us here at McChesney Unchained. Phil, what's up, brah? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I don't know if I could be any better, uh, unless my name was Phil Lindsay, because you are on a fucking <laughs> roll these days, brother. Uh, first and foremost, Phil, just talk about, you know, just the whirlwind up to this point, bro. I mean, you guys are going into week 11, I think, and yeah. week 12 playing Cincinnati, and now, you, you know, VJ's out there talking about how you're the number one back on this team, and I, I remember distinctly being on the phone with you when they picked David Williams and being like, bro, they're just trying to piss you off. It sure did seem to work. Yeah. I mean, it's been, a, it's like I said, for our team, it's been, it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride right now, but that's what, that's what it, when you go through the fire, you need this because it gets you going and it helps you out through this stretch that we're going to need so that we can, we can uh, try to get a wild card berth or a playoff berth. And 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 it, it brings your your team close together because when when you're in the NFL you're dealing with a bunch of grown men that are trying to do it for their family, so a lot of times you lose that camaraderie like you would in college. But when you go through a lot of things together, you got to stick together. That's when you build that bond. Now, that's when you build a bond. For example, Emmanuel, he's been fun, and you can see it out there. When we first started, you know, he didn't know about us. We're, we're rookies. We're young. He's an older vet. He knows what it it, it takes to win. And he's just, you know, frustrated with some of us because we're new. You know what I mean? And it takes time. But he started to loosen up with us, have fun with us, and it's helping us out because now we're out there, we're playing for each other. We're playing for him. And it just makes things a lot funner. Phil Lindsay joining us here on McChesney Unchained on the BS Endeavor Podcast Network. Phil, you're talking about vets and bringing up Emmanuel, who I think is one of the best on the team, a guy who really loves football, and you can tell with the way he plays. doesn't just like it because he's good. He actually loves it. Um, talk about the good veterans. You are a great veteran at CU, and then you're an undrafted rookie again. That's the way that football works, and you got to climb the ladder. Uh, just yeah. talk talk about the vets on that team and how much they've helped you for everybody from from Case Keenum to to Emmanuel to the offensive line. Yeah, our, our, the, our vets are doing a phenomenal job with this. They're they're out there every day. They're showing us showing us what it is to be in the NFL and what it, what it means to win games. And they also show us what it means when you lose games, how you to handle yourself. And so so we're looking up to to them as a, as a young rookie class. Uh, we we look up to them a lot. And, and when when they do well in games, it, it makes us want to do well for them. It makes us want to want to get involved. And so, you know, especially on that offensive line, they've been through so much, man. This offensive line, I'm damn proud of them, man. Like the words can't even express how proud of how I am uh, proud of them. Well, they they love okay. you, thirty. I'm Billy Turner and Connor are on the show today too. They were in studio after working this morning and. They are raving about you, 30. Not only your, your leadership ability and your heart, but not only that, but the fact that you can just straight play. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't think they do because they be picking on me. They they, t- they they throw me off the couch. <laughs> well, you're a rookie. Stuff. That's how they show love. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, but uh, they just been through so much, man, and they've stuck together. That, that, that online room, the offensive line coach, they stuck together, man, and they're doing a great job. And they're, and, and they're, they're, they're a bunch of, of men that, that are in it for each other. They grind, they fight, 
and th- there's there's some vets in there that are that are stepping up and and taking control of this team. So, so talk about that a little bit. You know, the adversity part of this and how it molds character and champions. I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. You know, you, you guys yeah. started off rough and you've won two in a row against two teams that look like they're going to the playoffs. And you've got the NFL talking about the Broncos. And what do you what do you guys need to do, Phil? After you know the the pain of losing to Kansas City like you did twice, losing to the Rams like you guys did a, a winnable game, losing to the Texans on the last play of the game. Those are all playoff teams, and then. Having the intestinal fortitude and the you know the cajones to go out and beat the Chargers in L.A. and and beat the Steelers at home when most people would think you guys would pack it in. Just talk about how adversity has molded this team. And shit, I'm looking at the schedule and going, we're we're better than everybody we play on the remainder of this one. And and I think that it's really set Denver up for a run. And has adversity molded this team? Uh, adversity has definitely molded this team. And I think that it was. It, you have to go through that in life so that you understand what to do. You you need to learn how to lose in order to win. Because when you know how it feels to lose and understand that, then when you start winning, you don't ever want that to ever stop. But you gotta you gotta you gotta pick yourself up when you're in the mud. You gotta be able to find ways to get yourself out of it. And and as a man, as a woman, when you go through life and you go through hard times, you gotta just keep going. Everything everything happens for a reason, but everything it, it, it unwinds. Everything comes together when it's supposed to. And I think for us, this team is coming together when it's supposed to come together. And you got to go through hard times. We went through blowout games. We blew people out. We went through tough games where we won. We went through tough games that we lost. We went through everything. And so now every, you, you, you've been through that. So now when you get into games like that, you know how it is. But now you know how it is to be on the other side. And now you want you want to be on that winning side. So now you know what you have to do. You have to fight even harder. You have to dig even deeper to get that win. You got to make more plays than the other team, and you know that. All right, brother. So on Sunday, you went for 14 for 109, eight yards a carry. Uh, you're leading the NFL as, from a rookie perspective in rushing and yards per carry, which is phenomenal. Uh, and that's all well and good. The thing that I love most about you, Phil, is you're an every-down back, bro. You can play the slot. You can play uh, the running back position in 11 and 10 personnel where you have to pick up blitzes. You understand what you're looking at. I mean, you gravitated to the board and the the scheme work like few have, especially skill players. And it's really paid off for you, in my opinion, just being mentally ready to talk about your prep in here on the board with me and then the time you put in on your own and, and talk about your prep a little bit mentally and how much it's helped you, you know, get a step ahead of your of the rookie competition in the NFL this year. It's, it's all about it's all about focus and understanding what comes first. It's all about getting in a rhythm and a routine. And uh, uh, one of the biggest things that that uh, Coach Vance told me and also uh, my my uh teammate Royce Freeman when he sat down with us one day and was just like you know he just one day he just asked how we were feeling you know what I mean like just in general and then he went on to tell us that we need to find a routine out and I've been kind of know about that but to hear from your head coach that you need to find a routine that makes you if you know, makes you want to get a routine going and when you have a routine everything is better your body feels better your mind feels better and you just feel like you're on the right you know, right place but it also feels good when you have uh, offensive line that's grinding every day. I mean, shit, they're probably in the uh, facility right now watching film. Like you, you, you need you need your team to do that. That's how you win games. 
Phil Lindsay joining us here on McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. We'll get you out of here after a couple more here, uh, 3-0. Uh, you brought up Royce Freeman, and I, I'm watching you guys play on Sunday and realizing how young you are and uh, looking at this one-two punch that the Broncos have now in their backfield. How damn excited are you and Royce to just know that, look, in my opinion, there's some people looking at the Broncos and going, shit, they got some depth and they got some dudes. And the last thing we want to do is make Denver proficient on offense. And now that you yep. guys are, how scary are you guys, not only you and Royce, but talk about that relationship and how you guys can just kind of make a super back, the two of you moving forward. Yeah. I mean, one thing, me and Royce knew about each other for a while. We played in the Pac-12 against each other. We knew about each other. And we, we, we've – We've uh, created a, a great bond with each other through here because we're going through the same same things with each other, and so uh, I, I know I need Royce. Royce knows he needs me. We complement each other, and uh, and later on down the stretch, Royce is gonna come up big for us, and it's gonna be exciting to be able to watch my teammate do that. And uh, it all it does is help us win games. It's all about winning in here. When you win games, everything's good. So that's what it's about. It's not about stats. It's not about uh, how many yards you get. It's about winning games because when you win games, you stay longer. Brother, you got me pumped up. I'm ready to go run into a wall in this bitch. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. All right, so a couple more. Number one, I don't know if many people knew this, but you played sick on Sunday and still went for – eight yards carry uh you animal uh and then uh, i wanted to get your thoughts on cu i know you love coach mac and everything i'm not going to ask you to to yes. you know talk about that but just just a little bit uh, give coach mac some love and i'm very appreciative of what he did for cu turning it around up there and then talk about uh where you think the bus need to go from here not not necessarily a coaching uh hire but just the the future of the program yeah yeah so i did play sick on uh, Sunday, I had like the little—I would say the 24-hour bug. So I get over that, but the, it is what it is. the Michael like, Jordan actually, game, homie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really pay too much attention to like, like, uh, like trying to be, you know, trying to be the like the macho man. It's just something that happened. It came out of nowhere. So, uh, and I knew I was gonna play regardless. So. I didn't bring no attention to that. And God, Coach I, Matt, I love Coach Matt. Man. I, I love and, you, uh, Phil. Man, you are my kind of yeah. dude. Yeah. And uh, I love Coach Mack, and, and he made a lot of things happen for me, man. He's been there for me uh, when, when tough things were rough, and he's taught me a lot as a, as a young man. You know, Coach Mack wasn't just a coach. He was a, he was a father figure to all of us. But every, every day was, is a learning thing. It was a learning tool for us. And, and to understand, you know, that it's not about football. It's, it's after football. Because you got to think, shit, you play in the NFL for five, seven years. Shit, I'm only going to be like 27 28 yeah i retired I at 29 dog life. yeah and running backs don't last that long nah, you, your guys life expectancy is super short it's too, yeah like knock on wood like that. yeah knock on wood amen but you gotta and, and that's why you know coach mac pressured us so much into getting our degree for the right reasons and i'm so happy that he forced us to get our degrees and not even forced but he just put it on us put it on us put it in our head he made it and priority probably the best accomplishment is to get your get to get my degree and so I thank him. I can't thank him enough. And and wherever he goes next, he's going to build that program up to be a phenomenal program, and they're going to do a lot of great things because of the type of man he is. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right, you got Cincinnati coming up. Uh, give us a little rundown of the Bengals really quick before we get you out of here on McChesney Unchained. Yeah, they're a, they're a physical team. They're just like the Steelers. When you think about Cincinnati, you think about hard-hitting. 
you know, hard-hitting team that, that has a lot of athletes on there. We haven't had a lot of time to uh, look at film yet. We're going to do that tomorrow. Uh, but what what I can see when, when that's, that's consistent with uh, Cincinnati from when I was young to now is they're tough. They're tough. They make plays. They got playmakers. And, uh, you know, defense is tough. Uh, you know, I do have a teammate on the team, uh, Josh Tupo. Yeah, Tupo. He plays a lot. So I'm excited to see him, and we got to make sure that we, we keep him out the back. Yeah, juke his ass in the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to do something. All right, well, 30, you keep it up, homeboy. Very proud of you. I know there's a lot of people in Colorado pulling for you each and every week, and around the country people are starting to wake up to, to what Phil Lindsay brings to the table. Damn proud of you, my man. And uh, Thank you, man. You keep it up, 30, and, and you know you always have a home here at 6-0, brother. Stay up. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know it. The great Phil Lindsay joining us here on McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. 30 is one of my favorites. I mean, not only as a player, but as a man, the the work that kid put in. And then not only that, but the the character and just the overall integrity of Phil Lindsay is just unreal. So keep your eyes on 30. He's an easy fan favorite, and I think he's going to be an absolute stud for the Broncos moving forward and potentially a ring of famer. And I'm telling you, after listening to McGovern and Billy Turner talk about him this morning on, on McChesney Unchained here from the studio, I really can't say enough. And it is my honor and pleasure to bring on Billy Turner and Connor McGovern here on McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network from Six Zero Studios here at Six Zero Strength and Fitness. Six Zero Strength is the bridge to your goals, uh, and really we've helped a ton of guys achieve them, and we continue to do that on a daily basis. Check out SixZeroStrength.com. Uh, Billy Turner, obviously the left guard for your Denver Broncos, and Connor McGovern, the starting center right now for your Denver Broncos. Gentlemen, what in the hell is going on? Thanks for doing the show. What's up, Bill? Hey, Matt. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Matt? Connor here. So, guys, <clears throat> before we get into all the X's and O's and all the bullshit, this isn't going to be like a regular interview, thank God. Try and have some fun in here. You know, I'm going to go straight into it. When you guys were in the meeting room getting ready for the Chargers, okay, did you listen to all the bullshit that was going on in the media world, all the panic, oh, my God, we're screwed? Because in my opinion, what I've seen so far, over the last two weeks, the offensive line looks like you guys have been playing together for a long time. So just just give the listeners in Broncos country a little bit of insight on what it's been like so far this year and then really what's happened the last two weeks. Um. Personally, no, you can't, you know, everyone tells you not to listen to the media. It's no different than anyone in any other kind of profession or anything like that. And when they tell you not to believe the hype. So as a player, you know, in my position, when I found out, you know, Friday morning that I was going to be starting at left guard and, you know, I haven't had a lot of reps at left guard or at guard in general this year. Um, you know, it, it didn't really phase me. I wasn't worried about what everyone else was going to think about my performance. I had one goal in mind, and that was to do whatever the hell I could do to go out and to help my team win the game. That was the most important thing to me. Connor? <clears throat> yeah, you know, I definitely didn't listen to any of that. Uh, people have been doubting, you know, us and, you know, myself since I've been here for the past three years. So, uh <laughs> it didn't and nothing changed at that point um so no nah, you know didn't de- didn't listen to it uh just went to practice and and we you know we'd all been playing together in some some form or fashion the whole year uh coaches do a good job of rotating us and i played next to billy uh quite a few times this year so uh yeah no i felt comfortable going to the games 
So both of you are Midwestern guys. Billy, you're from Minnesota, went to North Dakota State. Uh, Connor, you're from North Dakota and ended up going to Missouri. Uh, your versatility, gentlemen, is the, the main thing from a player perspective and from a coach perspective myself that I love about both of you is the ability to line up and do multiple things. And not only that, but have the mental stability to do it as well. A lot of guys crumble under that kind of pressure. Um, your Midwestern roots, man. I mean, your, your pops played in the league, didn't he, Bill? And then, Connor, I know you you come from blue-collar, hard-working-ass people up there in North Dakota. So just talk about your roots a little bit, your your high school experience, and then college. I know you played with Carson Wentz, and you played with some great players at Missouri. And just that blue-collar mentality and how it helped you develop into this alpha in the trench in the NFL. Um, so I was raised uh, – I was raised by, you know, someone who played in the NFL. So, yeah, I had, I had roots. I had uh, – a great person to you know watch a great person to learn from and a great role model in my father but you know aside from that you know aside from having the dream to want to play in the NFL or to want to play a professional sport like a lot of young kids do you know it was engraved into me and into my heart from an early age and you know I knew that if I wanted to do something in life it didn't matter I was going to have to work for it Nothing was going to be given to me, and, you know, that's just how my life was from day one. So, you know, in high school when I was being recruited, you know, we had Chantrell Henderson. We had a lot of big names out of the state of Minnesota who were getting a lot of, you know, recognition, and a lot of schools around the country were, you know, coming out to look at these guys. So I essentially ended up getting overlooked. Um, but that was probably the best thing that happened to me, to be honest. I ended up going to North Dakota State, and they were – like three and eight or something like that when I committed up you know to go there they were shitty but my first year up there I ended up starting as a true freshman and we ended up going nine and five and went to like the semifinals I think in the playoffs and you know coach Bull did a good job up there and a lot of the leaders up there did a great job of trying to show us you know what we were supposed to do and what it was supposed to be like so a lot of guys you know, weren't worried about, you know, making it to the league. A lot of guys weren't worried about a lot of other things. We just wanted to win football games, and we did whatever it took to win those games. North Dakota State's got scary NFL talent on it, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot like of people People, think people so, hate, yeah. and there's a ton of NFL talent on those teams. I mean, you play with Carson Wentz. You guys, how many national titles you win when you were there? I won – Three. Three. They've won six in the last seven years, I think. I bet you North Dakota State might win the Mountain West. Just saying. I, I bet. Look, man, North Dakota two years ago walked into War Memorial in Cheyenne, or in Laramie, excuse me, and beat Wyoming 35-3. to So North Dakota State is head and shoulders better than North Dakota, in my opinion. So just think about it like that. Connor, you're, you're a North Dakota kid. I know that they recruited the shit out of you. No chance of getting you. You ended up going to Missouri. Talk about your blue-collar roots in Missouri a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, NDSU recruited me hard. UND did. Um, but I had, had bigger goals. You know, my whole whole time growing up, I was told there's, you know, no one ever out of far, North Dakota goes and and, uh, and plays at a bigger school than NDSU. Every, if you're the, you know, one of the top recruits in the state, you go to NDSU. And, you know, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to break that mold and try, try to get out of here. Yeah. And, uh, but no, the, the blue collar roots definitely has been a huge part of my, and, and, uh, of my career, uh, coming from a blue collar family, uh, farmers, we just, you know, whatever we got, we had to work for. And, uh, that, and that's helped me through my career in college and the NFL, you know, coming from Fargo, I didn't have a whole lot of people 
that ever played in the NFL around around me growing up. Uh, so my goal is actually to play in college. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I kind of fell into the whole thing of, you know, the NFL is too big of a dream. And uh, <laughs> I finally, that was a realization uh, that I could play in the NFL after my uh, redshirt junior year. So it took four years of college before I realized I could actually play in the NFL. And uh, then it became a dream of mine and, and uh, living it through every day, just working hard and uh, doing everything I can. Now, one thing I love about both of you, and we work on it every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, all the time during the offseason, is your versatility. I'm a concrete Charlie. I played defense my whole life, my first year and a half in the league, and then I got moved. So I understand how difficult it is to play multiple positions, have to get ready for everything. I also I also think that if you're an offensive lineman, you better be efficient at three of the five positions or your ass is going to get cut. So just talk about the versatility aspect and how much it's helped both of you. Uh, and, and then we'll get into the the rest of the interview. My versatility yeah, started from day one. I played tackle in college, and I got drafted to the Dolphins, and they turned me into a guard. And um, it definitely helped me. Definitely wasn't great by any means right away. It took a lot of uh, practice, and it took a lot of you know work and whatnot, but. At the end of the day, it definitely helped my career. I, I've been in situations where I, I showed up to the stadium and, you know, haven't taken any tackle reps, period, and have been told that I have to start at left tackle that day, you know, two hours before the game, you know, and it's happened at left guard. It's happened at multiple positions. So it's only benefited me in the long run and helped my career. But, I mean, to be honest with you, just like you said, Matt, if, if you're going to be in the NFL and – you know, you're not going to be one of the starting five. Even if you are one of the starting five, it it's tough to, you know, make a team not being able to play multiple positions. Yeah, you know, I, I played multiple positions in college. Uh, my, as a, you know, in a game, I've played three different positions in college. Um, you know, I came in my whole redshirt year I spent at center, and then I moved to right guard, um, started there for a whole year, came in my, my – uh, Redshirt junior year, I started right tackle for three games. Um, then we weren't really running the ball, so then I moved to guard, played, went back to right guard, and then my senior year I had to play left tackle. And, and you know, the versatility in the long run was huge. Uh, you know, I was willing to do whatever it took for my team my senior year, and if they needed me to play left tackle, I was going to play left tackle. Um, you know, it probably hurt my draft stock a little bit, but in the long run it's worked out. You know, I've been able to play – uh, started at two different positions in the NFL, and, and it's going to keep paying off dividends now. Billy Turner and Connor McGovern joining us here on McChesney Unchained at 60 Studios here at 60 Strength and Fitness. Check out the gym at 60 Strength on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and 60 Strength.com on the web there. Um, we'll ask this question, and then we're going to move into to more schematic things and who we're playing. Um, you're coming out, all right? You're, you're coming out to, to get drafted, to go to the Combine and Pro Day. In, in my opinion, I think that big guys in the underwear Olympics are a little – it's a little redundant, all right? If you're not doing technique work every day and film, I think you could be behind the eight ball a little bit when you get into the league. I didn't work with either of you for the Combine or Pro Day. We started working together when you got into the NFL. So just give me your take on that. Don't pull any punches. You know I work with Combine guys and how I feel about the Underwear Olympics. But I'd love to get your your take on this because as of right now, there's a ton of guys about to go into the NFL. And in my opinion, 75% of them are getting lied to. As an offensive lineman, 
a lot of the stuff they do at the combine, as far as you know, drills and whatnot, it's a lot of it's not beneficial. You know, you're going to do you know the standing uh, broad jump. You know, and I guess that'll help you know as far as power and even when you run the 40 yard dash as an offensive lineman scouts and coaches aren't looking at anything except for the 10 yard split so I personally don't understand why they run the 40 yard dash and a lot of the stuff that they do because you know a lot of those drills don't necessarily correlate to every position you know it would be a lot more beneficial if they just did position specific drills they do position specific drills but you know, you're doing all the other stuff. And I understand, you know, the route that the NFL takes trying to, you know, have guys up at 3, 4 in the morning taking drug tests and you don't, don't get back to your room until 12 a.m. They try to break you. You know, you got to do MRIs, all this other stuff. You know, it, it, it's part of the whole game. And if you're going to be a part of this league and a part of the Shield and you're fortunate enough to get invited to the combine, you know, you're going to have to go through that. And, you know, what better way to do it with a smile on your face. But – you know, to be honest, it probably would have helped me more to be doing more position-specific stuff, you know, leading up to the combine and leading up to my first training camp in Miami. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with Bill. Like, there's, you know, it, you always get the guys that go out and kill the underwear Olympics and they, they raise all these eyebrows and everyone's like, oh, they're going to – there. that's going to correlate to the, the NFL so well. But then those guys never really work out. They always burn out. They always – they're not football players. They're they're athletes, but you know maybe they're they're soft or what what have you. And and so I think you know working on uh, like O line specific stuff, that's what you need to do because there's you can be undrafted and not go to the combine, but if you've been working on football stuff, you go into OTAs and you you raise some eyebrows. Sure, you didn't you didn't get that signing bonus check, but you're going to make way more money in the long run actually playing football. So, Gov, we, we started working together in January after your rookie year, and I'm not trying to bring up shitty things, but you didn't even dress as a rookie, right? Yeah. No no dressing. So uh, I remember us talking our first day on everything that we needed to improve on, and it was technique, I'm strong, I'm agile, I can run, but I need to work on football stuff. So it's awesome to hear you say that. Uh, before we get into some fun here on McChesney Unchained, Phil Lindsay. Okay, you're talking about undrafted. I worked with Phil a lot for Pro Day and Combine lead up. Uh, you know, obviously he ran over at Lawrence, but he did all of his film work in here and learning football and pass protection. Talk about 30 and that spark he brings because I've been watching it up in Boulder. He didn't get drafted, no combine, totally spited. Check this story out. So I'm on the phone with him when they picked David Williams. And I'm like, yeah, I know they like you. Russ is, you know, we'll see what happens. And they pick David Williams, and that's a son of a bitch. And I'm like, Phil, all they're trying to do is piss you off, dog. And it sure as hell works. So talk about 30 a little bit. He's uh, he's going to be on the show today, too. He's, uh, he's a great player, man. And kind of like Connor just touched on, it does not matter whether you're drafted or undrafted. As long as you get an opportunity and you turn heads when you have your opportunity – you're going to be successful. And as long as you have the mentality and the determination, you know, to keep pushing forward, regardless of your situation, trying to break through that wall, you're going to be successful. And he's a perfect example of that. 
you know, he's a Colorado kid, grew up here, went to Colorado, and you know what? He's ending up playing for the Denver Broncos, and he's one of the best players on the team right now. And that's not just because he's fast. That's not because of his athletic ability. That's because of his heart and his desire. He wants to play this game, and he wants to be great. And you can tell you could tell from day one when we were out on the field, you know, during OTAs, everyone was like, man, who, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, yeah. He, an undrafted free agent, you know what I mean? And he's not big by any means. And, you know, I personally, I was like, I don't know if his little ass is going to be able to take hits like that. But as you've seen throughout the first, you know, however many games he played this year, he's 100% proven me wrong and proven everyone else in this state probably wrong. Dog! Yeah, and, you know, I, I think, you know, if he got drafted somewhere else, you know, he wouldn't be the, uh, you know, emerging superstar he is. Like, he's going to be such a household name because he's from Denver He play, or, and he played at Colorado. You know, he goes somewhere else. It's it's not going to – you know, he's probably going to get as many yards and, and have the big personality and all that, but, like, he's not going to be that household Denver name. You know, he's the local kid. So it, it worked out for him that he, he didn't get drafted somewhere else and came to the Broncos and turned heads, you know. It, and that's just what it, he just had. He took full advantage of opportunity. And like Billy was saying, he's like, he's a dog, man. It, and he not only can he take the hits, he just bounces off them and keeps running. So I think I think he'll be a great player here for a long time. It's my boy Phil Lindsay, man. He's going to be on the show here in a little bit. We're going to do a phone interview with him uh, here in about 15 minutes. So stay on the uh, the line there, uh, Broncos country. All right. So uh, number one, who gets fined the most in the offensive line meeting room? <laughs> Uh, the the person that gets the most points is uh, probably still to this day uh, old GB. Um, you know, rookies kind of get a bad just because of all this stuff. But you know, we kind of we c- it's pretty easy to poke everyone's buttons and and get under their skin. But you know, we kind of bait certain people into certain fines, and it 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 makes it, or points, and it makes it pretty fun. You're bear trapping the rookies. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, and who does the best impression of coach? Not VJ. I'm talking about your position coaches. None of the rookies are in there roasting the coaches. I, I mean, to be honest with you, GB is he he's always on the coaches for something, <laughs> and it's it, and it's more so. It, it's not that his jokes are funny. It's just the fact that he's the one making telling the, the jokes. jokes and telling them, and then we all end up laughing not because of the joke, but because of him saying it. To be honest, I love it, dude. All right, right off the bat, quick. Six quick questions before we guys get out of here, okay? Favorite movie, Billy? Oh, man. My favorite movie. On the spot. Man, probably Dazed and Confused. <laughs> That's a great I'm going to go with Top Gun, but Dazed and Confused is in my top five for sure. Damn. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Biggie. Ollie or Tyson? Oh, shit. I'm gonna go with Ali, but Tyson is a maniac. Yeah, I was I was Tyson for me. Who's your favorite athlete of all time? Any sport. Um, man, honestly, I, I don't know if I have a favorite. I have a lot of favorites. I mean, growing up, it was I looked up to my dad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, growing up, it was Reggie White. You know, I'm a D lineman at heart, and uh, I was young enough to where it was I was a Green Bay Packer fan because of Reggie White. 
All right, so let's talk a little bit of football here. Uh, you guys go to L.A., you beat the shit out of the Chargers, great game. You beat Pittsburgh at home in another great game. Just talk about the last two weeks and how comfortable you guys are in your new roles, playing center from guard, going from guard to tackle, and talk about the future here. I mean, you got, got Cincinnati on Sunday. They just put Dalton on IR. There's blood in the water and a chance to get back even at 6-6 six and six and really – really make a lot of people around here eat fucking crow and i dig that shit you know it, all the goddamn experts out there who think that you know the minute one thing negative happens then everything is negative as an ex-player i don't get with that shit and i know you guys don't either it's an opportunity not only to get to even in 500 with four to play four winnable games but also to make some people eat some some shit here so uh just talk about the chargers in pittsburgh a little bit and, and cincinnati a bit and then we'll get you guys out of here to be honest, people people wrote us off a long time ago, um, but it it didn't phase us and it it didn't matter to us because the guys in the locker room and at the facility we knew what we were capable of, and there's not one game that we should not have won this year. You know, we've been in every game and we should have won all of those close games that we played in. But we all knew what we were capable of. And it was really just a matter of, you know, finding the formula and really just finishing uh, an entire game, playing all 60 minutes through. Yeah, you know, I agree with Billy. I think the team never quit because we, we saw in film how much heart everyone played with. We saw how close we were every single week. Like, it, we were literally one play, one single play away from from winning every game. But, you know, it canceled out the Jets. We, I don't know what happened there, but we didn't show up there. But every other game besides that, we were literally one single play away. And, you know, that – and people just don't see that. People see that. They see the score. They just see us losing, and they think, like, everything's bad. But we knew how close we were and how bad we wanted it. And we, none of us ever quit. None of us ever even thought about quitting. You know, we knew we knew eventually the ball – it would start bouncing our way. You know, we, we literally could not get a bounce. And, and momentum's a huge part of this game. And I guess you could say luck. But it, once that momentum's in your favor and stuff's going your way you're and you're a good team that knows how to finish, knows how to play through adversity you're hard to beat billy turner connor mcgovern uh two members of the dungeon family over here at six zero i personally think you guys are the future of the bronco offensive line billy if they don't retain you and re-sign you i'm going to be pissed i think it's a huge huge fucking miss and then connor i know you're going to be unrestricted here in the next couple of years so hopefully they keep you around too and and you can get some big bucks here from the broncos but guys you know it I don't know if you know this, but, you know, the six years I put into the league, they were what they were. You know, it's a lot of injuries and moving positions and a lot of the negativity I had to deal with and my body breaking down on me and the way my career ended, it took my passion for the game. And when I open this place up, I'm trying to fuel that passion through the guys I work with. And one thing, you guys always come in here ready to work on Tuesday. And I appreciate it so much. And you guys always show up ready to get better. There's never any bullshit pro excuses. And, you know, there's a lot of professionals out there that are just trying to stay in the NFL and I'm, or, or trying to get to the NFL. And I'm looking for guys who want to stay. And that's both of you. So just if you could just give a little bit of insight to those guys out there that aren't in your position yet but are striving to get there. And if you, if you want to, talk about this place and how it's helped you so far. You know what, personally, I believe that the things that happen happen for a reason. And what's meant to happen is going to happen whether you like it or not. You know, we all make plans and, and, and God is just sitting up there laughing at us because he controls everything. So 
if if you have a dream of being in the NFL, if you have a dream of being a doctor, a dream of literally anything, and you want to do that, there should be nothing in your heart and in your mind that's going to stop you from moving forward trying to accomplish that goal of yours. You know, I, I wanted to play in the NFL, and I did whatever it took to get to this point. Does that happen for everyone? No, 100% it doesn't. But at the same time, you're, you're going to learn something about yourself. Have I failed? Yes, I failed at plenty of things in my life. And, you know, the best part of failure is it shows you how to succeed. You know, so making it into the NFL has been more of a, you know, a blessing to me because it showed me how to succeed not only in football, but how to succeed in so many other aspects of life. So that's what I'm very, you know, thankful for and whatnot. But I mean, like I said, any goal or dream that you have, you know, in life, as long as you stick to it, you're going to learn something about yourself and you're going to be successful one way or another. And just to build off of what Billy said, you know, it's, both of us, we, you know, there's nothing more we want than to be successful at what we're doing. Like you, you, you look at Billy and I, and, and we, we pour, pour our hearts into this stuff. Like if, if you're not doing everything you possibly can, whether it's nutrition, whether it's sleeping, whether it's training, whatever it is, man, if you want, like, it, you, you know, I, <clears throat> there's a quote, um, that I've heard many times and it, you, if you don't want something as bad as you want to breathe then you're not going to be successful, you know, you got to want it so bad. And that's why we're in here working at at six zero. Like that's why we're in here grinding on an on an off day. You know we're supposed to ever, you know ever, you'd assume on an off day after what we put in in a week, we're just sitting on the couch playing video games or watching Netflix. But man, we we want this as bad as we want to breathe. So we're out here grinding. We're out here doing whatever we can um, to make sure that that dream we have that there's no doubt. Like, you know, God, God controls everything, but we're going to do it, everything in our power to make it, our dream go our way. You know, there's, I believe what Billy said that God has a plan, but I think, you know, God sees you working. He's going to make the, make your dream a reality. Connor, Billy, hats off, man. Uh, everything you've gone through to get to this point and all the work you put in, I'm looking forward to the future. No doubt. Uh, you guys are going to give Cincinnati a, a run for their money this weekend. They're fighting for the playoffs, too, but they're on an opposite tra trajectory, in my opinion, right now. So, Connor McGovern, Billy Turner in studio here at Six Zero Strength, Six Zero Studios. I'm McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Brothers, thank you so much. Go kick some ass this weekend against Cincinnati and uh, stay up. Appreciate it. Yep, peace.